You are a verb. The activity of life itself happening in, through, in, as you. Your every thought, word, deed, and emotion creates a demand in the universe. A demand to convert your inner vibration into outer manifestation. Everything about you is a yes to something. Where is your yes? Abundance. What is this thing that we call abundance? We talk about it a lot. We stress about it a lot. Well, we're going to unpack it a little bit because it's complicated and we want to put some new insights on it. I'm Reverend Deborah Johnson, also known as a Rev D, and I'm going to be sharing with you some new perspectives is what I'll call it from a letter called Abundance that you can find in the book Your Deepest Intent, which is volume two of my letters from the Infinite series. These are spiritual downloads, just profound prophetic messages. I'm going to be sharing this with you as much as I can recall actually having received the message uh, in the first place. I invite you to not just listen to me, but listen to what I'm listening to so you can get fresh new insights uh, for yourself. Tell the people this morning about abundance. Contrary to popular belief, abundance is not the accumulation of material possessions. Abundance is not the saving hoarding, or prudent management of seemingly limited resources. Abundance is not the measure of how much one has versus how much someone else does not. Nor is it a measurement of what one has compared to what one used to have or might have in the future. Abundance is none of these things on the individual or collective level. The important thing to remember here is not to confuse the evidence of a spiritual quality with the quality itself. Do not confuse expression with essence. There is a tendency to want to witness the outer demonstration of things, in order to feel connected to the quality that they represent. This is especially true with this thing called abundance. Many of you don't truly want the things that you are chasing after in the material world. What you're really seeking is the sense of abundance that those things bring into your lives. If you can only have this or that thing, then you could feel good about yourself. And if you had it, then you could feel good about your circumstances and your conditions. You could feel good about your future. 
relationships, memorabilia, often so numerous in your life that it appears to be clutter, real estate investments, strategy, trinkets, social political causes and the like, are all things that you engage in to convince yourselves that you are enough. Notice I said that you are enough and not that you are abundant. You're chasing after abundance. The symbols of abundance is really the direct result of your not feeling like you are enough to begin with. Knowing that you are enough is a form of abundance in its own right. When you know that you are enough, there's no desire to chase after people, places, and things to prove to yourself that you are enough. Your fear of a lack of abundance in the future is simply the projection of your not being enoughness into the future. Furthermore, if you do not believe that you are enough, there are not enough external demonstrations in the world to convince you otherwise. Under these circumstances, the more you get, not only the more you hoard, but the more you go into fear that there won't be more. When you think that you're not enough, you hang on. You hang on even to the stuff that you don't want because at least it's something. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're hanging on to relationships that you don't even want. Why? Because you're afraid that without those relationships, you will not be enough. At least someone's better than no one, you tell yourself. Some of you are hanging on to jobs that you don't even want. Why? Because you're afraid that your mission, your calling, your passion in life will not be enough to warrant the blessing of prosperity, success, and stability. Some of you are holding on to the memorability that I just spoke of. Why? Because you were afraid that you will not be enough without it. It is evidence that you have been alive. It is evidence that you've been part of a legacy of ancestry, organizational affiliation, intimacies, and the like. You hold on to these things to remember that there's not just you, 
There are all these things that you've done, people that you've known and been close to, and experiences that you've had to help to give your life a sense of meaning and purpose. Your abundance, my children, your true abundance has nothing to do with these things. Your true abundance starts with the I am of your being. I am. Just learn to get a sense of that. There's an isness about your being that is independent of circumstances and conditions. Do you know this? I pose this question to all of you. Do you know this? Take a breath. Take another breath. I'm going to stop in the letter right there. So we can soak this in for a moment. Abundance is not all the external things. We confuse the expression with the essence. We chase after relationships because they are a symbol of love. And somehow or another, if we get the relationship, it'll convince ourselves that we actually are the love. If I can just get that, then I'll know that I'm enough. We chase after jobs as the symbol of success, as the symbol of security or prosperity. And, oh, if I could just get that job, if I could just hold on to that job, then somehow I'll know that I'm secure. I'll know that I'm fiscally sound. It it will give me permission to think of myself as enough. But we're putting, as my grandmother used to say, we're putting the cart before the horse. We have it all turned around. We think that once we get all of these external things that we're chasing after, that we'll have an internal shift that we'll suddenly be okay with ourselves and that we'll feel like we're enough. But oh no, it is the opposite. It is the complete contradiction of that, the antithesis. It's a 180. When we know who we are on the inside, when we know that first, then that creates the space. Then that creates the outer circumstances to shift and to change and to be a reflection of this inner knowing. 
We live in a world that is fueled by the construct of lack and limitation. The scarcity model. The there's not enough nest model. We live so much in that paradigm that it's hard for us to see beyond it. And it becomes a very slippery slope. We go from there's not enough to I don't have enough to I am not enough. When we're starting with that presupposition that I am not enough, there are not enough external things in the world that can come into our experience and convince us otherwise. In fact, it's kind of ironic that the more we're into the I'm not enough, but actually manifest some abundance and some good, the more panic that we're going to go into, the more panic that we're going to go into feeling like somehow or another we're fraudulent. We really don't uh, deserve this. The more panic that we're going to go into thinking that somehow or another we're going to lose it and how we have to hoard it and how we have to protect it. And the more that we get, the more fear that we get have that we're not going to be able to manifest more. It becomes a downward spiral. Just take a breath. You are enough. In the next episode, we're going to be going deeper into why this is that. We are enough. Why the great I am that I am of our being is enough. But first we're unpacking this myth around the scarcity. In our capitalistic system, capitalism is based upon some premises. Economics is a social science. Economics is not about money. Economics is about people. Economics is the study of what people do with their resources. That's what it is. I have undergraduate and graduate degrees in economics. It's the study of what people do with their resources, which is why we can always have conflicting economic theories and why we can never uh, really predict because it's not a science. It's not just about math and projections. It's about what people are going to do or what they're not going to do. And everybody's second-guessing that, from the economists to people on Wall Street. But this economic model that we have of capitalism, 
is based upon ideas that we have about humanity, about who we are and what kind of world this is that we live in. And capitalism is based upon three basic principles. One, resources are scarce. Two, more is always better than less. And three, each and every person is always operating in his or her own self-interest. Resources are scarce. More is always better than less. And each person is operating in their own self-interest. Those are the fundamental tenets. I say that we need to challenge those because they are all coming out of the lack and the limitation and the scarcity mentality. If resources are scarce, what does this mean? Because if you couple that in with the idea that everybody's operating in their own self-interests and that more is always better than less, then the information that resources are scarce is going to tell you that you need to gobble up as much of that as you possibly can before anybody else does. That's the conclusion that you come to. Let's make sure that I have it and I don't care about what everybody else has or not. No, 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 no. When you're coming at this from the I am of our being, that we're all part of something that's so much greater than what it is that we are. We want the same good for everybody else that we want for ourselves. If something is scarce, then it shouldn't be hoarded. It should be protected. If something is scarce, then we want to make certain that we do whatever it is that we can to make sure that it's there and it's available for the generations to come, not use it all up. More is better than less. Everything in the material world gets into a place of the law of diminishing returns. That's where doing the same thing, accumulating more, Utilizing the same input instead of it helping, instead of it getting us further along, creating greater output, it does the reverse. It becomes counterproductive, where the exact same thing starts to produce less. Instead of it creating a synergy, it creates kind of a dis-synergy. And this is true with everything in the material world. Everything. It's good to exercise until it's not. It's good to eat until it's not. (laughs) That everything has in the production curve what they call that optimal level of whatever input that you're going to put for whatever output. And if you pass that optimal level, You're in what's called the law of diminishing returns. 
where instead of getting more, you're going to get less. Instead of more, you're actually going to get less. And that each and every person is operating in their own self-interest. Well, I guess it depends upon how you define self. There is only one of us here. If we think of self with the big capital S, then we realize and we recognize that anything that our little S self does is going to impact the larger S self. We don't have our own air. You don't have your own water. You don't have your own language. You don't have your own music. You don't have your own anything. (laughs) We're all sharing all of it. We're all sharing all of it. And I contend our self-interest is whatever it is going to be for the larger self, for the collective good, that that's where the abundance comes from. That's what I contend. Think on these things. Think on these things. Know that the real abundance comes not from chasing after people, places, and things, but going to an inner place where we become transcendent of the people, places, and things, where they are the evidence in our lives. Not that we have the abundance, that we've gotten or attained something. They're in our lives as the evidence of who we already are. Are you abundant because of what you have? Or are you abundant because of who you are? Are you abundant because you have it? Or do you have it because you are inherently abundant? Think on these things. And please come back to part two, where we go into the deeper, deeper know who you are. See you next time. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you for being with us. Check out my other podcast shows and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's on your mind? Please visit my website at RevDNow.com and join the conversation on my Where Is Your Yes blog. You can submit a question or comment and Join the contact list. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Where is your yet?